What's up, everybody? This is Kodis with the Yolt Christian Podcast, and we're back. We're back from our vacation. You know, we went to Panama <laughs> City. No, uh, we're just back from our little break. Uh, we got Jared. What's up, Jared? What's up, dude? Yeah, we had a bit of a hiatus, and uh, it's been good. Yeah, it was, it was much needed. That was actually, I, I had to ask Kodis, for all the listeners, I had to ask Kodis for some time off. Um just been having a bunch of stuff going on, you know, life happens. And so, um, I wanted to take a break for a minute. What'd you say? Nothing, nothing. Okay. No, um, no, 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 no. Um, yeah. not opposed, I guess, but anyway, that's a story for another day. Um, and so I guess long story short with what's been going on with me and Codis, I want to hear what's been going on with you. Cause we haven't really been able to talk a whole lot. You know, yeah, I guess we used to, busy. we used to yeah, talk to I mean, we, day, but like, we've just been so yeah. busy. I graduated. Is it next week already? Last day of school. High school. Man. Man. That's awesome. Bittersweet for you. It will be. I say that. I was so ready to get out, dude. I I was like, screw these people. Yeah. I'm just stressed. Yeah. That's how it goes. That's all right, man. Uh, This is just God showing you your path, which we'll we'll talk about that later, uh, I guess, in this this episode. (laughs) That's a rough one. Yeah. So, um,. I guess the reason why I asked for time off, I guess I, I kind of told you a little bit what was going on. Honestly, so much has happened that I can't even keep up. But um, So I don't know if I said it on podcast or not, but my dad was diagnosed with lymphoma, uh, which if you don't know what that is, is just cancer um, and of, of the lymph nodes. And that was back in like November, December, something like that. And um, there's two different kinds. Not going to get into the huge details about it all. But anyways, um, it hit him kind of kind of hard and um, and just out of the blue, dude, like he just started feeling like really bad. And, um, and so I think for me back in, I guess it was February, maybe March when we quit recording. I don't really remember anymore, but I was like, Codis, I've got so much going on, dude. And like we were, uh, we were doing like two episodes, two different days of the week. And then I was like, all right, Codis, let's just move them all to one day. Well, and then, slowly uh, went down. yeah. And, and then I was like, Codis, we, I, I can't do it, dude. I was like, I, I gotta take some time. It was supposed to only be like three weeks originally. And then I, I think it was like four or five weeks for me. And I was like, okay, I'm ready. And then Codis had some stuff going on. And it was like, okay, well, let's just take some more got time. Mono. Um, and then I wasn't able to record. And it just... Right. Yeah, that's right. Um, and if it, if it was, I think we did stop in February. February. Um, and now you and I recorded some individuals, I think. Uh, like yeah, solos, my but... desk was actually over. No, it wasn't. It was over here. For like the first like few little bit back i was over here because originally i was over there but i moved my stuff up here yeah this is a different background than, than i'm used to so okay so maybe it is i think i think so maybe, maybe not i think maybe like, it's flipped a, no like a few episodes yeah. like there was only like two or three where i was up here oh, okay. you might have actually been gone for those ones because i might have been with like myself yeah i gotcha. didn't i don't okay. think i uploaded those but yeah i gotcha um, so, and then like on top of dad's cancer, I was having uh, a good bit of familial issues. That's the most I'm going to get into, it, um, with some, some family, uh, obviously cause it's familial, but, um, and so I was just like, it was very spiritually heavy. Um, I'm, I'm laughing cause I saw Coda's laughing, but, um, and, and so honestly, like for up until we started or we stopped recording for a couple months, like I was probably on like a spiritual height like maybe a mountain for yeah. like six months like, like, this uh, get, like it really brought me yeah so, like without yolt this is this sounds dumb but like without yolt i don't know where i'd be like this podcast has helped me 
grow like tremendously in my faith. Like, right. And I'm right there with you. Would have been without it. Yeah. And you know, it's interesting though, because like, and I, I feel like I'm too loud. If I'm too loud, no, you're, you're I wish we could loud. fix that. Um, but anyways, so I think that when, oh, Cody, she froze on me. Oh, am I... anyways, I think that when you teach, you learn a lot. And so I don't, did, okay. So you cut out for a second. Maybe it was my, my Wi-Fi, but, um, and so, yeah, yeah, you're good now. Um, and at least for me, I learn more when I teach. Cause I think that, anyways, I, I had a whole tangent about that, but, um, and so, no, it's fine. Um, so I'll, I'll get way off topic, but for, it does happen. Um, your podcast, Jared. Oh yeah. Thanks. <laughs> I appreciate you having me on. Uh, yeah, but no, so, so I was like spiritually high. I was on a mountain for so long. I was getting my word or the word every single day and, and which is great and all. Um, but this is something I feel like, I guess maybe a lot of Christians expect of teachers is that, um, you know, they're always on a spiritual high. Um, <laughs> and I, I, I know growing up, I expected that of, of Bible teachers that they were like, Oh, they're so spiritual. They're always getting the word. Um, and then once we, all this stuff started happening, of course, like my faith has been, uh, you know, unshaking that sort of thing. But, um, like I used to be at a point where I'd read a book a day, not just like a chapter. I was reading a book, um, for like two months kind of thing. Not, not actually, that was an exaggeration. Definitely for a month though. Um, and when I say a book, never the long ones, <laughs> it was always the short ones, but yeah, um, you just read, uh, Jude. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. Yeah. One chapter for Jude. And then like I'd read, you know, other small books. Like I'd read like, yeah, I read like Joshua, I read Mark and, um, and then a a whole bunch of the minor prophets, you know, that are in like a few chapters along like Habakkuk. But anyways, and then we stopped the podcast. I, I say Habakkuk. I thought it was Habukuk. Habukuk. Hey, that works too, man. (laughs) I just imagine. What is your name, dude? (laughs) And he's actually gonna be like, (laughs) That was awful, and, and, and yeah, that, that was my interpretation of Hebrew, by the way. What now? His name's Tom. Tom. Yeah, yeah, there you go, there you go. Um, <laughs> um, which, fun fact about that, so uh, I've seen a lot of people argue about, like, Jesus' name, like, Yeshua, stuff like that, like, oh, we got to call him Yahushua, yeah, and so I agree, but it, it reminds me of this, when I was in high school, we had this uh, Chinese exchange student, foreign exchange student. And I couldn't pronounce his Chinese name, neither could anybody else at the school, right? And so what he did was is he had an English name, and it translated, I guess, somehow or some way, form or another, to Rick. And so we just called him Rick, right? Rick. And so so he responded to Rick just fine, and he loved his name Rick, right? I think Jesus is the same way. He doesn't care if he's called Yahushua, Yeshua, Isa. That's what Muslims call him. I love that. I know that's not Jesus. Um, it means, like, my Lord. But, I, oh, man, right. I love that Adonai. Yeah. That is, like, my favorite. That song? That song by Chris Renzima, quality. If y'all have never heard Adonai by Chris Renzima, go listen to it. That's when you cry, dude, when you're driving in the car, you roll the windows down. Sops. <laughs> it's summer weather, um, so window down, driving out. Oh, facts. What's up? Facts. Yeah. And so, um, anyways, so I think Jesus is the same way. He doesn't, like, just call him Jesus. You know, it's fine. Yeah. Um, I call just like him Rick. Dude. I'm like, what's up, dude? Like, when I pray, okay, maybe I'm too casual. I'm just like, what's up, man? How you doing? Like, you know. Yeah. Dude, that's something that like I've been trying to really think about a lot here recently is my reverence for God and am I showing enough of it? Like because I feel like in our culture it's very like uh, like a lot of people make fun of the daddy God or um, and you know dude or just very casual conversation in prayer, huh? The sky daddy, sky daddy, right? 
Um, and so it's just like in like if I truly do have reverence for God, how would I speak to Him? Yeah. And then, anyways, that's just something I've been contemplating and that I've been kind of sitting on. Thing, I'm like, yeah, because yeah, I see that. But the way I kind of like focus is like, man, he's just like, I, I, I see him as a father figure, like, right, um, right. So like, yeah, and I make understand <laughs> the discipline yeah. part though, and yeah, because like, but at the think about that. Yeah, and but I mean, like you made a good point. You view him as like a father, which he is a father, um, and I call I call my dad Pop Rod. You know what I mean? So that's a, it's like a joking. I call yeah, you J Rod. Yeah, that's that's where we got it from. So ever since I was a kid, he called me J Rod, and uh, so I just at some point started calling him Pop Rod. So like pops, but Pop I like Rod. It. I like it. Yeah, so he's he's Pop Rod. Um, what was that last part? You want to hear what I call my dad? What? Awesome. <laughs> That's awful. Did you get that? I didn't know if you were Yeah. Not. Yeah. Anyway. All right. All right. That's a little morbid. <clears throat> but anyways, do you want to explain the context of that joke? I don't we don't I don't talk to him. <laughs> like I'm sorry. I'm sorry, I didn't mean to laugh that hard. Like I don't I don't see him or talk to him, so that was the joke. Yeah, it, we that's how the Yolt Christian podcast crew deals with humor is is dark. That's the problem um, with me. Like when things are awkward or sad or something, like the only way I can like deal with emotion is laughing. So like, yeah, it's it's bad. It's yeah, really bad. Yeah, I'm I'm the same way. I yeah. and I laugh at I laugh at weird times. Um, Anyways, that's just like my coping mechanism. I think yeah. it is for a lot of people, though. Um, but anyways, that's enough about my story and what's been going on with me. But, Cody, what about you? Um, I don't know, man. Uh, I got mono. Uh, I'm trying to think. Like, It feels like it was forever ago since we last recorded. It's been a long um, time. Really nothing big, honestly. It's just been a real bumpy road with faith. It's been up and down. Pretty low lately. It's been going through a lot, you know. Um. I don't know, man. It's just yeah, a lot going on. Lots of uncertainty. Lots of lots of everything, and I just don't know what to do. You know, mm. with anything mm. anymore. Just uh, valid walking. It's like um, you know, it's like really foggy in the morning, but you got to walk to your car. You know what it's mm. like. I can't really see where I'm going, but I'm hoping I'm going the right way. You know, that's interesting. Following the lighthouse, if you will. My lighthouse. There you go. My you go. lighthouse. Like a like something a, in the yeah. darkness. I will follow you. Oh my! All right. Anyways, I think podcasting <laughs> is more your. You're not Luke Bauer. All right. That's not. That's not nicest, man. That's not. I'm no, just kidding. No, you're nicest? right. What is nicest? Nicest. I don't. Okay. So my wife and I, nicest? we speak like children to each other. Um. And so I don't know why or how it started. But anyways. <laughs> Yeah. Um, so I don't know. I don't know how we got started on it, but anyways, we just say like, uh, if something happens that doesn't go our way, we just go means is like, it's mean, but you just add an extra S and then like, if something that like, if she does something good, uh, it's, I got it in my head. So anyway, we're back. Uh, sorry. We had a, uh, little, uh, thing there. I dropped my computer and it broke. Uh, <laughs> Let's not lie now. Let's not lie now. No, no. I just, uh, uh, we're just how, um, all right. How about this? How about this? So anyways, yeah, that's, that's, I don't know where that started. Um, but 
So tell us a little bit about, uh, I guess for people that are listening, um, so you're, you, you said that you know where the car is at, hoping, yeah, right, cool. with the fog. So what I know right now is, yeah, you showed, you saw a text of the email today, right? That I said, yeah, you you said that. You said it. Yes. Yeah, okay. So yeah. anyway, I know I'm going to Georgia. Like, I know that's where God's telling me to go. But, like, when I get down there, what am I going to do? Because, like, I have passions, I have desires, but then I have, you know, because, like, what I'm struggling with is, like, I have a passion, I have a desire I want to do, but I'm also saying, is this route the safer route? And then, then the thing comes, like, it's just, there's so much going on, like, there's so many options I can do, there's so many things I can do, and it's just, you know, it feels like um, I'm just standing in front of a path, like, paths, you know, like, do I be like, mm-hmm. go and follow the yellow brick road? Like, I don't know, but... Like which one's the yellow brick road? Which one's the, the one guiding me to the castle? You know, it's just or I don't know where, where'd she go. I don't remember where she went. But did you know? Uh, sorry to end, sorry to like change the subject real quick. Do you know there's a there's a Wizard of Oz too? Like they made a second one. You know what it's about? Yeah. It's pretty messed up. So they made it a horror movie. Like this is like a real sequel. But like everyone thinks Dorothy's crazy, and they send her to a mental hospital and stuff. And it's it's weird. Like it's messed up, but like it's an yeah. actual sequel. Interesting. But, anyway, no. but there's just like the the thing I'm trying to focus on right now is, God, what do you want me to do? And like I say, mm. that's what I'm trying to focus on. But I'm struggling to read my Bible and stuff. So like, I want answers, but I'm not seeking the answers. And that's personal conviction right there. Like. A lot of us, we want, like, God, what, what, what does this mean? Or, like, God, show me this. God, show me that. But the thing is, we're not pursuing. If we want answers, like, we, it doesn't just happen. We don't just, like, expect to pass a test without studying. You know, like, we mm. have to do this stuff to kind of get the stuff. I'm not going to say, like, through your works you get this. But I'm saying, like, if you want to feel God and, like, talk to God and, like, kind of, you know, whatever, you can't just sit in your room and not put any effort into it, you know, like if I, you know, if I want something from you, Jared, like if I only came to you and I wanted something, that's not going to be a good relationship. So it's kind of like that. We can't just sit in our bed and say, God, I want this. I want that. And then just not do anything for that. Yeah. Yeah. You're right. And I've always kind of heard it described this way, maybe not always, but, um, and I, have kind of carried this, this statement around with me is, is that, that idea of going to God whenever you need something or you want something, just it's, it's like treating God like a vending machine, um, mm-hmm. and I just call it the vending machine mentality. But yeah, I like, and, that. I like that. And you know, it's and you're absolutely right. And I I know that God loves us despite that, but it's just like, come on, you know what I mean? Like, yeah, how childish can you be? And I, I think that that is a childish, mm-hmm. uh, a childlike, or not maybe because there's there's childish faith and there's childlike faith. And I'm going to make the distinguish or I'm going to distinguish between the two there. So childlike faith would be something that would be good because we're supposed to have a childlike faith, um, trusting in God in all situations. I think children also ask questions, so I think it's okay to ask God questions. But then a childish faith is where it's it's selfish. It's it's self-centered. And that's not a relationship that we should have with Christ, obviously, because he, he died for us, right? He was he showed the ultimate sacrificial love, and I think that because he died for us, we should obviously live for him. So, yeah. anyways, a little mini nugget there. But I don't know if you saw it, but, like, I don't know, it was like an hour or two ago. I made a TikTok. It was like, you know that filter of, like, when they're grabbing something, it turns into something else? Mm. 
Mm-hmm. I made it, it was like my Bible. I was going to reach for it and it said me. And it said me. Oh, I can't wait to get into my word. And it said also me getting distracted. And it like it's me picking up the Bible, but then it changed my PlayStation controller. Like, dude, oh, I nice. all the time. Like, I'll be coming home like, oh, I'm gonna I'm gonna read my word. I'm gonna do this and that. And like, oh, let's play some Madden. Like, like I, I don't mm-hmm. know what it is, but like it's so easy. Like, how do you describe it? Sometimes it just feels easier and more comfortable just to go play a game instead of like go read my word. Like right. that sounds very dumb and bad, but like it's a real thing. Like I feel like, oh, you know, I'll get to it later. And then like I play another game, another game, another game, and then I just never get to my Bible. And like, eh, I'll just do it tomorrow. Mm. And like the thing I'm kind of mad at myself is because like when I was younger, um, really young. I used to do this thing where, like, I, I I was never able to go to bed before I could sleep. Like, or <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, me either, bud. <laughs> <laughs> I could never go to bed before I could sleep. No, I could never go to bed before I could pray. And now I'm mm-hmm. like, I talk to God, but it's nothing like I used to. Like, even, like, six months ago-ish, like, my prayer has gone down dramatically. Like, mm-hmm. I used to talk to God, like, every hour. Now it's like there's like four days in a row where I just completely just, you know, and it's been rough. Like I'm trying to get that motivation. I'm trying to get into my word. I'm trying to listen to sermons. And there's, there's like a few minutes where it like sparks back up and it's great, but it's just, it's just tough sometimes to always get that going. Cause I'm so stressed with everything. And, and like, right. I get it. Like I should give it all to God, but sometimes you got to walk through the thorns to get to the, you know, to get out of the forest. And, it's just tough sometimes. Mm, that's a good analogy there. The thorns in the forest. That's what I yeah, I think that, the thorns. Yeah, I mean, I, I, you're completely right, and I think that that's, that kind of ties into what we we're talking about earlier about how, uh, at least with 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 me and how spiritually, I guess I'm more in a valley than compared to where I was, and mm-hmm. I think that's something that church doesn't really talk about much these days. At least church leaders and and uh, I don't know. I, I kind of think that. Most church leaders feel like if they admit to their valleys, their spiritual valleys, then they will be regarded uh, with or thought of as with less respect. That doesn't make any sense. Anyways, people will think less of them if they admit to that. You know what I mean? Humanized pastors or like church officials, they're like, oh, like you said earlier, like, oh, they're always spiritually filled. They're always this and that. But in reality, they're not like. I was yeah. listening to Craig Rochelle the other day, and he was talking about how there was one time. He was talking about doubt and everything, and he was talking about this one time before he was going to go preach. Like, five minutes before, he just got this over-sensation of, like, doubt. Like, mm. what am I doing? Like, is this real? Like, what if, like... And that happens sometimes. Sometimes we just, like, kind of, like, whoa. Like, what, what, you know? I'm not saying, like, oh, you know, you're all going to doubt and whatever, but, like, sometimes, for me at least, like, there's been times where I'm, like, what is this? Like, you know, or I don't know, like, I don't know how to explain it, but there's sometimes the doubt or the, what am I doing? Like, how can I fix what I'm doing? Or you just get stuck sometimes. Yeah, no, absolutely. And so how about this? How about we make this into an episode of how to overcome (laughs) or what to do in the valley? Um, Because I feel like a lot of times people get in the valley, they don't really know how to get out because people don't really talk about it. Um, So one thing, Sometimes, yeah. like, when you're walking through those valleys and you're not on fire for God, that's when temptation creeps in. So, like, yes, when you're walking does. through the thorn bushes, 
Because, like, in forests, you know, there's bears and stuff. So there's going to be bear traps in those thorn bushes. So you got to dodge those as you're walking, you know. Because <laughs> that, that's just an analogy there. But temptation can, like, ruin your relationship, it feels like, sometimes. I know it's not supposed to. But there's times when it just, like, it knocks you so off course and you feel farther than you've ever been. And it's just the, the, the valleys that come are just awful sometimes. They're just so yeah. bearing. Yeah. And so there's a bunch of different ways that we can kind of get, you know, get knocked off course or get pushed off the path that we're supposed to be on. Um, that can, it can be through distractions. It can be through temptation. It can be um, any host of things. But I think that... And I texted you this the other day. I, I do think that Satan will oftentimes give us good things to keep mm-hmm. us from the best things or from the better things. And so what I mean by that is I do think that uh, this is just a weird example. Um, but I think that Satan can say, oh, here's a new job. Um, that's a good thing. You'll make more money. Yeah. But then that, that, that job keeps you from doing a better thing. Maybe it keeps you from working in church so much. Or uh, another spiritual example of this is be like, Satan will give you somebody that you can disciple to keep you from discipling five more, if that makes sense. So I think that Satan will do that because uh, what he, I think what Satan fears, and I've been spending way too much time with my pastor because this is my pastor speaking with this, but, but it's a good thing. I say that jokingly, but um, he says that loosely, I'll paraphrase him, and that Satan fears multiplication, and, and that's of disciples. Because if you think about it, the best way to, to grow God's kingdom is through multiplication of disciples. So, for example, uh, Codis, if I were to disciple five people and you disciple five people, that means we're discipling ten people. If we finish discipling them, they go on to do five people and they do five people. Anyways, uh, or sorry, ten people and ten people. That means that's 50 plus 50, that's 100 people within two generations of discipling. And so that's what Satan fears because that's what's going to change the world. And so I think that uh, Satan will, will give us opportunities to disciple one person instead of the ten. You know what I mean? And so um, when we're in those valleys, it's easy to be discouraged. Uh, I know because I used to work in ministry all the time. And, dude, let me tell you, Satan got me so good with being discouraged all the time, um, which I guess I'm technically still in ministry. Like, Codis, you and I are with the old and, and other things, but with LPC and stuff. But um, – Whenever, when I was the youth pastor specifically, I remember going, I would make my lesson. It was a very small church, so we had, you know, nine, ten people usually, sometimes 16, um, but average about 10 or 11. Um, and so I'd make my, my, my lesson, and I'd, I'd speak it, I'd do whatever, and if there wasn't a positive reaction, uh, if nobody talked to me afterwards about it, then I, I viewed it as like, oh, that was bad, that was a bad lesson. And I would get so discouraged. I remember leaving and my wife would be with me, and we'd go go home. We lived an hour away from church, and I remember thinking, wow, that sucked. And I wouldn't say a word, like, the entire way home unless she asked me questions, just because I was so discouraged. And that's just – I think that's how, how Satan gets gets in our heads. We, he discourages us in our ministry, and so when we are discouraged, when we'll dwell on it. When we dwell on being discouraged, we'll end up leaving. Um, and that's a very – there's a lot more that goes into that, but um, – you know, it's it, our mindset changes, and that's what it is. And and so what he what Satan can't have, he distracts. Uh, I think that we get discouraged. Uh, he gives us temptations. Now we've talked on this podcast plenty of times before about how to overcome those temptations, how to be, overcome you know discouragement, and all these things. But uh, here's what I do, 
Uh, and I think you and I, Cody, we kind of talked about this, and I wish I could, I, I had the text pulled of what I sent you because I don't remember what I sent, but it was pretty good. Um, but <laughs> don't laugh. It was, it, but it, like I said, I don't remember what I said, so it wasn't me speaking. Um, but anyways, we we're talking about what to do when, or rather, um, what word am I looking for? Burnout, because it, it's easy to get burnout, especially in ministry. Um, and so when our spiritual, this, oh, if you're listening, y'all write this down. When our spiritual giftings exceed our spiritual maturity, disaster awaits. Okay. So when I was a youth pastor, uh, which I was, I've been a youth pastor at two different locations. Um, and at the first location, I was raised to the position because of my giftings, not because of my maturity. And so my giftings were way higher than my maturity. And because of that, I did not do the job of youth pastor well. Um, and I think similarly in the second position I was in as a youth pastor, I think it was very similar. Um, I think that my uh, pride outweighed my, uh, my, my humility, well, that would make sense. But, um, and so because of that, I wasn't willing to accept correction. I, I, anyways, a lot of stuff. But um, uh, the dog just came in. So I don't know how they figured out how to open the door, man. It's the weirdest thing. Like, I, yeah, I close it and they just they just push it every time. Come on, Delilah, get up under here. This is her spot. Um, oh, she's leaving. Never mind. Anyways, so camera shy. Yeah, she's camera shy uh, or audio shy. <laughs> um, so to get out of being burnout because it it's, it happens to everybody. It really does. You don't have to be in ministry to get burnout. You do. And I I, I honestly I think that I'd probably be. If I'm not at the end of my burnout stage, then I've definitely been in it in the last couple months or so. Um, and so the way I get out of it is I'll change things up. So what I was doing when I was you know, at the mountain or whatever, I was reading a book a day, stuff like that. And then now that I've – it's been, you know, been weeks since I picked up my Bible, that sort of thing. And like Codis, like you, not really praying too much. Um, I think that the best way to do that is surround yourself in community um, and a good church – say it again? That's the hard part because, like, yeah, there's yeah. zero community. Yeah. Yep. It's difficult. And then not only that, but I would change the way that you have a relationship with God. So I, I gave you an analogy. I totally forgot what it was. But anyways, I do think it's important sometimes to step back and relax a little bit. And so uh, Codis, I know he, he was going 100 miles an hour for six months straight. And so um, I think that in our own minds we – Say I was doing this well for so long. I was doing this. I was doing the the book work of Christianity so well, and now I'm not doing that, and so I feel lesser of a Christian. Which that's that's not how it should be. Because I think that it's it's um, just like how we have a Sabbath. I think that we should also have a time of rest in our faith. Um, not like I'm not saying abandon the faith. I'm not talking. I'm not uh, in agreeing with the the whole. What am I talking? Oh, thinking of um, deconstruction movement. Completely against that. What I'm saying is I, I think it's there. there is a, a time where it's okay to step away uh, from like reading your Bible every single day. But when I, when I say that, I, I, I want to say if you're decreasing the amount of Bible reading you're doing, I would highly encourage you to increase your prayer life, increase your community. Um, don't, don't take a step away from the entirety of the faith. Um, take it in bits and pieces. If you're decreasing in something, increase in something else in, you know, related to the faith. And so what I've been doing uh, here recently is I've got uh, three different books I've been reading um, outside of the Bible. There you and go. So You're learning how yeah. to read. Right. So I, I've been reading this, Seeking Allah, Finding Jesus. I've read it before. Um, it's by Nabil Qureshi, but 
it was a long time ago, and I don't remember anything about it, so I wanted to read it again. I read a um, the Faithful Church Planner by a guy. Um, anyways, it's a, his name's Tony Miranda Morita. Anyways, it was a really good book, and I've also been reading Power of the Call by Henry Blackaby and Henry Brandt. Um, and so they've been really good. And Delilah, you gotta get it. She wants to play. Not so audio shy now. Yeah. Let me throw this out the door. Oh, I missed. Anyways, so <laughs> uh, I do think that there's there's other things that we can do. Not to like nothing's going to substitute God's word, and I think that we should prioritize that. Don't get me wrong, um, but like I said, I do think that just like there's a Sabbath, a day of rest, there should be a, you know a time where we can rest as well. And and so um, I know that that's something that's been beneficial to me here recently. Um, but of course, we've got to put God first. So sooner or later, you got to pick up the Bible, you got to pick it back up and read it and get back into it, make it a, a, a heavy priority. But anyways, that's just me speaking. Um, that's what's helped me, so. Yeah. But uh, speaking of books. Yeah, buddy. I don't have my uh, my copy. I guess Codus is going to show you. Drawing Near by Jared Montana. Great book, yeah. honestly. Y'all should read it. Yeah, that's my salesman right there. Um, yeah, yeah, honestly, it dropped. Like he has amazing analogies in here, and you can honestly teach a lot out of this book too. Like there's a lot of the, like the analogies. You can make TikToks about them. You can make sermons about them. Really knowledgeable stuff. My man Jared, smart guy. You gotta check it out. Only fifteen bucks. That's easy money. Easy money. I'll tell you what, if you email yoltchristianpodcast at gmail dot com, I will send you a free digital copy. Cool. Um, you can buy the cover that I made. That's very beautiful. That's right. That's right. He did. He did make that cover. Look at my work. So it officially dropped March nineteenth, which uh, happened to be my dad's birthday. Um, and so I've actually, it's actually pretty cool. So um, I've, I've been told. Uh, you said that like it could be used for like teaching sermons and stuff. Mm-hmm. Literally within a week, uh, somebody texts me. He's like, "Hey, dude, you never thought that uh, somebody be teaching a sermon based off of your book, did you?" And I was like. No. <laughs> Anyways, this guy he he was reading chapter eleven, and um, he's and he made a sermon out of it, and so he used the the Habakkuk references and stuff in it. Anyways, it was really cool, really humbling. People exist. Yeah, and uh, and so then somebody else, uh, somebody that I really respect, so I thought it was really cool that he leads a, a community group, so like a basically like a, a small group. It's like twenty people, and so. Um, he said that they're all going to buy the book, not this book, but my book, and um, and they're going to use it to, to read through and, and go through it together because he liked it a lot. So, awesome. Um, awesome. pretty cool. Yeah, it's pretty yeah, I'm neat. I'm telling you, your book, Fuego. Thanks. I uh, I read. Say it again. It's fire in Spanish. Fuego. Gotcha. <laughs> yeah, buddy. Appreciate it. I uh, so I was uh, my mom had surgery last Thursday, and then my dad had chemo all last week and and so they were both down and out for the count this weekend so i was spending time with them and helping them out with stuff and so my mom uh has a copy of my book and she's read it like three or four times over she's my biggest fan it's awesome and so i picked up her copy and i was just reading i read like half of it in like an hour and a half y'all like it's super easy um and yeah it's it's i'm not an educated man it's not a bunch of big words it just flows well (laughs) um but yeah, so anyways, where was I going with that? Oh, anyways, so I was reading through it, and I found, like, a handful of grammatical errors. I was like, gosh dang it, you know what I mean? But it's fine. Um, y'all read it. 
ignore those, uh, you know, read around the, the errors, but uh, all in all, it's, it's pretty decent. Uh, it's a, I think it's... Um, it's a... It's not a professional book. It's like a... This is me kind of book. It's a... I don't know how to... That's not how I meant that, but that's how it came... That's no, not, I, I'd say that's a valid description. Um, it's so, a real Right. Yeah. Right. Yeah. I, if, if you know who I am, like when you read it, you're like, oh, Jared definitely wrote this. <laughs> so... Um, you know, it's 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 definitely not. Hey, you know, yeah. yeah, so you can probably hear my voice while you read it, sort of thing. Oh, so. yeah, no, like that's how I yeah. read it. I read it in your voice. Yeah, so it's uh, <laughs> it, it's good. <laughs> hey, <laughs> stop making fun of my laugh. Um, <laughs> I don't but, remember when this was, but I sent Jared a thing. I was like, because he has a funny laugh, and I, it was a text. I was like, this is your laugh. <laughs> that's funny. <laughs> funny. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I'm trying not to laugh now, but no, you're definitely right. And I, when he sent, I was like, "Dude, that's spot on." But and then then you added, then you added, you're like, "That's funny," and, I, and you can listen. Like, to, dude, like, it's, it's great. I do, I do. Every time I laugh, I'm like, "That's funny." <laughs> yeah. It's, Anyways, it's, you know, um, oh, I was listening to a Christian comedian, the Michael whatever his name is, and he was making fun of people. They're like, instead of laughing, they say, "That's funny." And he's like, "Oh, something about how." I don't remember, man. I just messed it up, but whatever. I don't that's know. Just making fun of people, making fun of people that say that's funny instead of laughing. Yeah, that's me. Yeah, that's I'm me. crying. <laughs> yeah, I, I'm just such a dry. I have such a dry personality that I have to say that's funny to express that I'm I'm laughing on the inside, just yeah. not really on the outside. I guess so. That's but, funny. Uh, yeah. <laughs> but so, anyways, that's uh. Kodos, any any other thoughts for this podcast? I guess. Uh, well, what, actually, let me ask you a question. How would you say that you can pick yourself up out of the valley for those that are listening? Sometimes, like this, sounds super cliche, but you gotta just put your head down and keep going. Like you just can't get up, give up, because once you give mm-hmm. up, you're in big trouble. So just keep enduring, keep pursuing, because. Mm-hmm. Um, it's eventually going to end. Like it's eventually going to, you know, this dry spell, this, this, whatever it's going on, it's eventually going to end. And it, it's not, it may not be instant. Maybe it may, it may last months. It may last a year. Who knows? But know that God is allowing it to happen for a reason. He's not going to allow you to suffer and go through all this hardship for no reason. God's allowing it to happen for a reason. So once you kind of realize that and know that he kind of gives you a little bit of reinsurance because you know who's in control, you know who wins. So once you kind of know that God is allowing it, He knows that you can make it through. I think that kind of reassures you a little bit. Yeah, absolutely. And, and you said something; it sparked a thought. I'm going to read Philippians four four here. Rejoice in the Lord always. Again, I say rejoice. And so something about this is, is Paul is sitting in prison when he wrote this book, Philippians. Um, and so imagine this: you're sitting in prison. You're telling these churches that you're writing letters to rejoice. And it's it's crazy to me that he was able to do that. And so you said that you should just keep just keep pushing, keep you know enduring was that word. And in James chapter one, it says that we should um, find joy in the fact that we have trials and tribulations because it produces endurance. Yeah, one uh, and perseverance. To interrupt real quick. Uh, yeah, joy and happiness are completely different. It's mm. just a thing that kind of. Yep. Yep. Absolutely. Okay, explain the difference. 
See, I don't fully know the difference. I just know they're right. different. Like, right. happiness can go away. Like, I'm happy I'm, you know, I'm happy I'm in my room. I'm happy I have water next to me. I'm happy I'm fiddling with cards. I'm happy I'm doing the podcast. Yep. Um, but happiness can go away. Mm-hmm. Uh, joy, I guess you could explain, is... I don't know how to explain joy, but I, I know what happiness is. It's funny. So, me and my pastor were just talking about this last night. Um so happiness is circumstantial. Joy is not. And so happy, happiness is based on what happens. Um, joy isn't. And so we see examples of that with Paul when he's in prison. I doubt he, All the, I doubt he was happy. People are like, oh, how was he happy in jail? He wasn't happy. He was right. joyful. He knew That's that right. he still loved mm. So we had yep. that joy. You know, like, yep. I, bet, I bet Shadrach, Meshach weren't, you know, I bet they weren't happy in the fire, but they yep. had joy. Yep. Well, they were probably happy. I mean, Angel is right there. They're like, whoa. You know, right. Um, and, and a lot of people, and this, this is what's so cool. So joy is a fruit of the spirit. And so as Christians, we should exemplify joy as, as part of this fruit of the spirit. And so yeah. what's cool is that people should look at Christians and be like, wow, they have all this crap going on. Like, like it's similar to Job. They should be able to see our lives. Be like, why are they so joyful? Despite that, they should see that fruit of the spirit evident in us. And they see that through our joy, through our love, through our peace, patience, kindness, goodness. Anyways, focusing on joy. And so the Bible also says to find joy, uh, sorry, to, um, oh, hello. It's gone. Right. Anyways, there's there's joy in our salvation. Find, find joy in our salvation. Find joy in um, the Lord. Joy in the Lord. There's a ton of, ton of references about joy. I feel, you know, highly encourage you all to, to do a word study on joy. Um, but but jo- joy is a choice. So, um, and it comes from God, according to the Bible. That's what the Bible says. And we find our joy through the Lord is how we get our joy. Um, and so if you're, you know, in times and you're like, I have no joy in my life, there's no point in going forward. Solomon. Seek, yeah, seek God because you will find joy in your relationship with him. And that's guaranteed. It's so. the best way to explain it, I guess, is um, knowing that he's in control and no that contentment, peace, mm. like peace and joy kind of run together. But you may not always be happy when you're walking with God, but you have that peace because you know who he is mm-hmm. and you know yeah. his characteristics and you know how he works. Mm-hmm. Well, loosely, you know how he works, but you know, like the main, how he, how he kind of, you know that he's in control, let's just say the least. Yeah. And I, I, uh, I was thinking of John chapter 15, um, and if, if you're listening you don't know what that chapter is really about, it's Jesus speaking. He says, I'm the vine and you are the branch. No. Other way around. No, that's right. Yeah. I'm the vine and you are the branch. Okay. I always get them swapped. Anyways, and so he says, abide in me and you abide in Christ. Or sorry, you abide in God, right? So um, in verse 7 he says, if you abide in me and my words abide in you, ask whatever you wish and it will be done for you. My Father is glorified by this, that you bear much fruit, and so uh, prove to be my disciples. So anyways, um, when we abide in, in God, and when we abide in Christ, that's how we're able to receive the fulfillment of joy that we're talking about. Um, now, we get a whole lot more than that, and obviously we shouldn't abide in Christ because we want to get stuff out of it. Um, but that is, you know, a, a, a perk of that relationship. You know what I mean? Anyways, um, I could go on and on and on and on and on, but I'm going to recap with, how do we pull ourselves? 40 minutes. Goodness. Yeah. 
so how do we recap or how do we get ourselves pull ourselves up out of the valley it's simple abide in god uh find rest in his embrace and when you seek your relationship with god you will find joy and through that joy um you or you should uh have hope and when we ever have when we have a relationship with christ we have hope uh for what's coming and so in that hope we should find joy um and I think that everybody experiences the same things in terms of backsliding, in terms of uh, spiritual droughts, spiritual highs, mountains, valleys, whatever. And so I recommend, this is just my personal experience, I recommend um, taking a Sabbath, and not from the faith, but rather from the, um, the work of the faith, and then getting into or increasing different avenues of the faith elsewhere. So increase at community. Um, so I, w- I would define the work of the faith as um, you know serving. I would uh, I would say other places of work would be reading the Bible. I'd probably highlight those two. Take a, a brief sabbatical, a Sabbath from those, and then say, okay, I'll take two weeks off there. In those two weeks, I'm going to increase my prayer life. I'm going to increase my community, and I'm going to increase reading uh, Christian books, that sort of thing. Um, that's some, this is what helps me. So, uh, Codis, any last thoughts? No, I missed everyone. Right. Yeah, it's nice. All right. Well, uh, this was way longer than expected, but I think it was a good conversation. So, um, if you're listening to this podcast and, uh, you're thinking, man, I really wish I had some good Christian apparel. Well, we got you covered. Go check out our social medias. You can always, uh, purchase a shirt. <clears throat> um, really, um, affordable clothing. But anyways, go check out my book too. I appreciate it. Message us on Instagram or me on Instagram so that I can know what your thoughts are after you read it. Um, getting a lot of cool feedback with it. And uh, if you listen to this podcast and you maybe you're in a drought right now and you're thinking, man, I just really need community. Um, I hate to self-plug again, but we do have an online community. It's on a Discord. Um, LPC Ministries, feel free to find us there. And so uh, if that's what you're going through, if you're in a drought, CODIS, um, you don't have to do a sinner's prayer or anything. Just just pray okay. us out um, and pray for everybody that might be experiencing a spiritual drought right now. Heavenly Father, um, I thank you that you're just with us, Lord. I, I thank you that you're just guiding us and you're protecting us, Lord. Um, some of us are going through a drought, Lord, and I pray that you just be that lighthouse we need in the storm, God. Um, sometimes it gets it gets so hard, we get so lost, we just don't know where to go, Lord. So help us follow in your footsteps, Lord. Uh, hold our hands and walk with us, God. Uh, show us what we need to do, what you want us to do, and just help us fulfill your will, Lord. Um, mm. I just pray that you continue to protect us and guide us um, and forgiving us of our sins. Amen. Amen. Well, with that being said, Jared? Godspeed. <laughs>